since we're almost on the questions, let's come over here to Omni's questions. Have Mary Sue and Chuck set, saved the date cards yet? What does that mean? He's giving you grief for the, you know, save the date for the wedding. Yeah. No, the, no, no there are no save the date. They're not dating. There's no relationship <laughs> at all. Yeah. RC is going to try, though, because Chuck's a good human boy. He's very, he's a good guy. Oh, no. Why would you saddle him with an elf then? Wouldn't you want to find him a because, good human girl? You're no, because, no, you're, you're, because you're, you're different. Oh, you're one, you're one of the good ones. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. All right, we went there. So that's another <laughs> one that would have gotten cut. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, like at the end maybe. of all this, as Robert cuts, it comes out like, I really appreciate how RC is a voice of reason and progress, social justice. And, <laughs> like, what the fuck did you do today? <laughs> um, that's also perfect because Chuck has human looking, so he looks less elfy. Yeah. <laughs> so Richard's like, he's a good human boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he wants to see. Uh, <laughs> if, and if he's, if, does, what, does, does RC actually, because no, I can't have a horrible memory, so I, I guess I forgot that. But does does RC know if Chuck is an elf? Can he tell? Is that is that a thing? Um, probably not, because he has cyber ears, so he doesn't even have any points. They're all completely cyberized. And to uh, RC, he's a okay. tall. He's a little tall for a, like on the taller side, so he could just be a tall human. But he's also and a little then, chubby for an elf. So that too, yeah. So it's mainly what. Uh, like I think that I would imagine that RC's looking and going, oh, "This guy's awfully chubby. Chubby. There's no way he's an elf, right?" That's an odd way to approach that. Like, <laughs> like those five people are chubby and therefore not elves. I mean, it's not, it doesn't consume RC's like you know life. But did you? <laughs> like, I don't know. it's not like he's like a constant like you know what's the current elf ratio of this particular restaurant? Anyway, <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> I would admit to like getting a ride out of Oz. Uh, just, just the, the, the character and the player. He just, <laughs> I can just. Oh, we should have a special man. episode of RC takes you through the Vicksburg Museum. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so look, we would get, we would literally get kicked off of iTunes. It'd be pretty bad. Um, one of the other uh, podcasts I listened to is the Shadow of the Cabal podcast, and they had the Legends of the Five Rings. They have a Winter Court set of. Uh, set of episodes and marriage is a big thing because it's a feudal Japan situation. So it's all about political marriages and that kind of thing. There's this matchmaker there and one of the characters is not married or in the situation to be married. So they go through like three or four dates to try and find this guy a wife and it's fucking hilarious and great. (laughs) So Seeing Richard try to set Chuck up is going to be wonderful. <laughs> um, to finish off his questions, is being a Shadowrunner boss's midlife crisis as she gets up there in orc years? <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. I mean, like, her whole life is kind of a midlife crisis at this point. Um, she's obviously, like, she's having marriage troubles. Um, to say, to put it very mildly. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think she's enjoying this. Particularly, which I think is sort of the point of a midlife crisis is like, I'm not having enough fun. I don't feel young anymore. I want to go do this thing. But I think Boz probably feels older now than she ever has. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she's, she's in more pain, uh, emotionally and physically than she's ever been in a, like, in a long time. So many things have just fallen apart around her. Is it a midlife crisis? To some extent, yes. To some extent, no. She's a sad character. Um, but she's not, she's not trying to have, she's not trying to have fun. She's trying to, to do good and, and make sure that her, the people that she cares about, the only people left in her life, uh, she wants to make sure they're cared for. Um, it's more maternal, I think, than, than it is her trying to get thrills. Do, do you think any of it is, uh, boss trying to escape? And like, you know, like, this is something to do. Cause when you're alone, you've got, you know, boss has her bottle, her demons. Her life's in shame, you know. Yeah, this is something to do, you know, to get yeah. your, you know, and kind of escape. Yeah, no, that's 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 really that's a very that's a good point. She's when she is on the job, she's not drinking, um, and it's it's a very stark difference. Like she's on the job, she's she's sober, um, and she can think about something other than the stuff that is haunting her. 
Um, and yeah, um, and it's, it, it, I don't know how much of it has come out, uh, in the, in the, in the edited episodes, but she's, whenever she's at home, it's always kind of like a rough, it's a rough situation. She's drinking a lot. She's probably not sober for more than a couple hours a day. And she's just sort of, you know, burying herself in, in whiskey, kind of. So yeah, when she's doing, when she's doing, when she's running, when she's doing shadow runs, she's, it is an escape. It's a way for her to, to not think about it anymore. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Chuck's wife says, boss is away from her babies. Of course she said. Oh, I'm feeling it. Um, Omni also asks, why hasn't Mama insisted that RC bring his new lady friend over for dinner? Omni, thank you for the idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I can't wait for Boz to meet Mama, like face to face. The only time that Mama's ever seen Boz is like looking through the the blind through a window, and kind of glaring. So I'm yeah, that that forward. that could be good. I, I <laughs> remember one time, like you came into the house and it was like, "Hey, everybody!" I, I, was, I, no, <laughs> I no, go no, back no, to my we, room. <laughs> no, Boz uh, Boz showed up on his porch and like they chatted on the porch and Mom was like looking out through the blinds at her. That was that was like that was that was the only the closest they've come. I think. I think hey, Mary Sue is the only one that met her. Just imagine what Mama's going to do when a troll walks into her house. <laughs> or when she finds out that a troll has already been in her house before they moved. She'll never oh yeah, because I thoroughly intend on grabbing a bottle of the whiskey and asking her, did you ever get that shawl back? What an <laughs> asshole. I'm just saying, if you want to get to an asshole war with RC. And me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, if you want to start with me, RC, I can do that with you, brother. Okay. <laughs> um, and then his final question is, why don't the rest of the team have the hatred for Morgana that is appropriate? So Chuck thinks Morgana's great. She, she gave is. him 500 new yen to go take Mary Sue on a date. Who does that? Really nice people. Exactly. And that's the only interaction he's had with Morgana. She also didn't charge you for drinks. That too. Lovely. Look. She's just a classy person. Yeah, she's great. She's wonderful. She's paid us a lot of money. I like that too. Uh, Morgana has gone through on what she said she would deliver. She's taught me several things, got my butt out of the fire. I haven't had a reason to hate her or despise her. I've asked her a question. I've gotten an answer. It works. Yeah, Buzz was thoroughly expecting to get backstabbed by Morgana, and they haven't been, despite everything. Like, she was expecting to get backstabbed, even if they were very deferential to Morgana, but they weren't. I mean, they've obviously been giant assholes as a group to Morgana, and she still hasn't stabbed them in the back. So, yeah, Buzz trusts her more than she should, probably, at this stage. I, I would agree with that, with at least from... You know, if, as uh, playing RC, because I was very skeptical, because it's like, okay, we've heard about these Shadow Runners and these Fixers and these Johnsons and the Trid Shows are always trying to screw you over, which, by the way, the Trid Shows get right, uh, but but uh, you know, RC doesn't know this, so it's like at, at the beginning, it's very skeptical, and the nicer she is, the more you know untrustworthy that is. But she's kept the money rolling, and she hasn't screwed us. So it's like, okay, this is this is fine, this is fair. She pays the bills. Yeah, she paid three else, but Mary Sue, Arcee's just gonna like not. I'm not for Morgana. Arcee's not gonna be bad for her. Like, you know. Damn, it's fine. You, you do you. Ah, fuck. That's fine. Sorry, I got most of that. Oh, <sighs> uh, and we all know that Mary Sue hates her. <laughs> I'm gonna say that question was not for me. That was for everyone else. <laughs> Mary Sue was like, "I know, right? I know." <laughs> God damn. It. Um. Man, we're running out. That's good. I mean, yeah. we're getting there. Uh, Mary Sue, you asked. They didn't want to know how the GM decides on a run. What did you mean? Uh, you had people submit questions, and you had uh, commented on the questions they submitted. And I said, oh, I'm surprised that like nobody has asked, how does the GM decide on runs with us? You heard it here first, fans. Mary Sue my judged God. all of you. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fine. Hates Morgana. Doesn't. Mm-hmm. Judges yep. the fans. Just judges the I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we love you. We love you, Mary Sue. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I decide on runs based upon what is interesting contextually. Uh, for example, we talked about getting Boz some backstory time with her husband and kids. Um, actually, let me roll back a little bit. We knew that Michael was going to be going away because he had work. So we needed to get into a situation where Michael was, where the show was stable and Michael could leave and then come back. So we had to get them set up with a fixer. We had to get them a job under their belt, that kind of thing. And then Michael went away. Boz had, in the conversation we had, made mention of the fact that she wasn't, um, she wanted to get more of the Boz backstory stuff brought to the front. So what happens? We go to Detroit. And I put them in a situation that forced the interaction. The guy that kind of no matter, this is going to sound kind of railroady, but it's different. At some point during that run with the train, they were going to interact with Boz's husband. If they sought him out, that's one thing. If they didn't, he was going to be involved in the train somehow. It was just a matter of where he was going to crop up. It happened to crop up in that Mary Sue asked some maintenance guy about how the trains are put together, and suddenly it was, um, that guy's not going to have that information. It doesn't make sense for that guy to have that information, so he's going to point her at this other guy that does have the information, and that was a good time to introduce Boss's husband, which I guess is where I can mention some of the, the idea baby I mentioned earlier is, um, Boss's husband is obviously in financial situations because he is trying to raise three kids, has a job, has a lawyer that he's dealing with and all this other kind of wonderful stuff because Boss fled. And so, hasn't sent money. Um, that was a thing. Like she had been sending her money, her family money, uh, up and like, cause I didn't take it as a flaw cause there's a flaw for that. Um, but she had been sending the money, and because I didn't take the fly, I kind of stopped. I figured she things kind of went down with the company, and she wasn't getting paid anymore, so she she stopped sending money. So they're they're kind of left out in the cold. So when the mafia, I think it was the mafia, is trying to get this shipment to Seattle, it became okay. Well, how are they going to get it there? They're going to smuggle it. They're going to fake some records and that kind of stuff, and. After the fact, I had the idea that we can't be done with Boz's family because that's a big part of the character. So who is the person that is going to be responsible when they didn't get their shipment? So who arranged for it to get out in the shady way? How convenient that Boz's uh, ex-husband, I guess, is in a financial situation where he could maybe be slipped some money to do something that isn't directly illegal. No, dear. Yeah. I can't imagine how creating a splinter group in the ancients in Detroit is going to come back to bite you when you armed a, a small faction of them with a giant pile of guns. <laughs> um, so a lot of it depends upon what the what the players want to do, what makes sense narratively, because we knew that we were uh, finishing up the Valerie situation, and I didn't want the player that would become Chuck to just be dropped into an inn. Here's Morgana giving you your next job. Here's this guy have to be your decker. I wanted it to be more organic and make more sense. And more importantly for whoever that player was going to be to also not be a shadow runner because we have an entire cast of not shadow runners. So it sounds to me like you're saying you, you pick your runs in such a way that it advances all the other stuff that's going on in the story between characters and backgrounds and stuff. I try to, um, as we get into more of the run that you guys are on now, you will see that uh, the reason I chose the target was because of something very obvious when it came up. So you can't see me making an evil smile at you, but I'm making a, a, a Cheshire Cat smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, two jacks. Chuck is a Decker. Surprise. <laughs> well, he's he's not, he's like he, he's like a, a Decker. He will be. I don't think he is. He's, he hasn't really done much. He's just a computer guy, right? Like, he's not a hacker. Yeah. Yeah, it's not mentioned anything yet. I mean, he gets blown up and then is in the hospital. That's all that's happened that they've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mary Sue's other question was, how did each player decide what to play? I was told to play a Decker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I think it was, for the original ones, it was like, well, what made, what made Boz decide to play that character? And cho- choose that archetype. What made RC do that? What made Michael do that? Well, to carry on for Chuck, I 
the the Discord channel that is hidden to the general public, I just spammed it filled with a bunch of character ideas, and we just commented on them, and we merged two of them together, and that's the one I picked. That's about it. Uh, my Yeah, I picked some of my favorite ones. There's another one that I liked uh, where I would be playing... Uh, I'd be playing an orc, and it was R.C.'s sister's fiancé, and so it'd be a huge spiel with that, uh, but then I realized I'm, you know, white, straight male, I don't know how to do racism very well, so it, uh... You're also okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm a white, straight male, I don't know how to do racism. There's lots <laughs> of people who would disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that sorry, is. Sorry, sorry, I'm not used to receiving racism, does that make more sense oh, okay. for you? There you go. I was born as... <laughs> I was the laugh from the jerk. I was born a small bike child. So. <laughs> Steve Martin movie. Just full of references, RC. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have the right turn cloud. I had to Google that. It's in reference to a previous thing Michael, like Michael typed in right what? turn cloud, which is apparently is a reference to a 30-year-old movie where Clint Eastwood co-starred with an ape or a monkey of some kind. And, uh, and orangutan, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, Chuck. You 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 were you talking about um your character? I feel bad. No, that was it. I would just oh. pick the one two that were mixed together. But my favorite one from a uh, comedy standpoint was that one because I think it would have been interesting to have to deal with Mama and stuff. But I like Chuck. Yeah, tag tag someone. Oh, I'm supposed to tag someone. Sorry. Oh gosh, I'm. God, get with the man. <laughs> <laughs> RC, you go. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I looked at the um, I looked at the rule book under mages uh, under uh, magic and um, the matrix, and I was like, that that's hard, so that's not going to happen. And um, I'd already played like an edge, what's called an edge of master character, character with like, a ton of edge and could you know rely. And it was a generalist. I saw Boz kind of wanted to play that, I think, and I, I, I wanted to try rigor. It, it appeals to me honestly more more than than magic does. And and Matrix was kind of interesting, but I really wanted to have toys. I wanted to have drones and bots. I wanted to be this guy who was just sort of, you know, kind of like an Iron Man situation where you have an individual who's not that strong, can't do a whole lot by themselves, but has all these cool toys and drones that do everything for him and serve as sort of a metaphor for the hard exterior, soft interior of the character. See? I went deep with it. Let me get this straight. You thought the rules for Matrix and Magic were hard, so you picked rigging, which is the hardest. <laughs> you know, yeah, because like, well, may, may, I don't know. Like, to, 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 it, it was that was part of it. It was all of it, but I, I like the idea of being someone reliant on drones and tech and and toys and having all these little like Swiss Army knife things that are, you know, kind of like Iron Man. You know, th- 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 it's very fragile. It's it's a lot of capability, but it's a very fragile capability. Plus, I mean, rigging may be complex, but it's sort of broken up a lot and it's easier to sort of like focus on the things that interest you with rigging. Whereas if you're like being a decker, you, you can't really do that. You got, you kind of have to know the whole system. Otherwise you're just going to run into roadblocks. And uh, that's true. It, it's a very methodical, at least I, I don't know if technical measures that well, but with decking, it's very, you know, I log in, I switch grids, I, you know, do perception check, find data bomb, disable data bomb. And it's fine. It's very, it's very methodical. And I know I'm going to forget one of those steps and explode. Yeah. <laughs> and the Matrix is extremely punishing. For whatever right. reason, they made the Matrix the most punishing part of this game. It's the one thing I'd play. It's probably the one thing I would change about the rule set. Well, it's the biggest thing I would change about the rule set is that the Matrix is uh, high risk of failure, high punishment for failure. You know, if, if stealth if, is uh, like that no. too, actually. I've, I, yeah, I, I agree. That was my next thing. Honest to God, like it's stealth and Matrix. Well, stealth. So that's why I gave. I gave Chuck one edge so that horrible things do happen. <laughs> and then everyone else gets screwed over by, exactly. by Chuck's I mean, failure. He's not going to get shot or anything. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tag someone, I see? Sure. I will tagify uh, Michael. <laughs> um, if I remember right, uh, when we were hashing out what we were doing uh, story-wise and character-wise... I originally was the one that wanted to be an adept. Yeah. I wasn't originally going to be a mage. Um, I, after, uh, chit chatting with Boz, um, Boz pitched to me basically the character concept that was rolling around in that head. And 
Like, I, I really think that we should, I wanted to do an adept. Do you have a problem with that? I was like, no, I don't have a problem at all. I'll just go full on magic, full mage instead of, uh, you know, the adept aspect of it. So, um, I was, I, I'm very much when we're getting into a party, uh, as far as any kind of, uh, game system goes, I look for the hole that needs to be filled as far as what is the party missing? Do they have a samurai? Do they have a, a rigger, a decker, a mage, all those other things? So that's what made me decide to actually want to sit back and play a mage, or I should say that's what pointed me more in that direction. Man, there was a lot of clicking going on there, Mike. Really? Yeah, sort of a rhythmic click, click, click. I don't know what it is. Do you have a fan uh, going on that might be blowing on your mic? No. Nowhere near me. I was gone now. Might have been too close to my computer. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? So, yeah, that's how I ended up picking mine. Um, and then I'll tag Boz since I was, we were just talking. <laughs> um, I like playing characters that are pretty different for me and uh, trying to do them justice. I always play female characters. It's just a thing I've always done. Um, just because I, th- I think it's more interesting to get as far away from myself as I can. Um, and I've, and I, I kind of realize that, like, it's so rare to see, like, a, a middle-aged woman, uh, portrayed in a game like this, um, as sort of like a, like a strong character. Um, people just don't seem to, to, to gravitate towards, like, a middle-aged orc. It just seemed very far away from the norm. And I was, I was, ex- I was interested in trying to do that justice. Um, Trying to get into Boss's Boss's head has been kind of a journey, um, and I I like her a lot, and I'm I'm glad that people are starting to sort of appreciate her um, because that's that's kind of was the point was to try to create a character that was different and also done well and done respectfully, um, and I think she's badass. She has her problems, but um, I think she's extremely cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I she was originally supposed to be. Um, a kind of a light mage character. She was supposed to be a magic user. Um, she was originally kind of, um, there's actually a lot of stuff that was sort of in the beginning she was supposed to be, but never, we never kind of got there. Like she was going to, um, contract some, uh, I forget the name of it. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not, but I don't know. It's, I don't know if, I don't think it's ever going to happen at this point because I don't think I want it to happen. Is that okay if we talk about that? The changeling stuff. The changeling stuff. She was like, I, like at this point, it almost seems absurd to like to take her that way. But she was originally going to be a magic user. She was going to get. Uh, she's going to later on get in, infected um, and, or whatever and become a changeling surge. Right. Um, a lot of that stuff never happened. Um, I it, it it sort of happened in, like naturally as we were talking about characters because me and Michael went back and forth a little bit about our character stuff, and I started to like the idea of this sort of like gunslinger character who was kind of um, wasn't was kind of like not not very technical. She's not involved with a lot of the the modern technology in this in the in the Shadowrun universe. Um, I didn't realize at the time because I hadn't listened to a lot of uh, Shadowrun podcasts or anything, and I hadn't like hadn't been involved in the Shadowrun community. I did not realize when I was doing it that like a gunslinger adept was is like a it, that is a very common concept, and I felt miserable about it for a little while after I found out that it was pretty common. Um, she was originally going to be kind of like a kind of cowboyish, and I said, and I was like, that's that's even worse. That's what everybody seems to do is they make these cowboy uh, adept gunslingers. So I. I've tried. I've tried to move away from that and make her a little bit more like a noir. By drinking detective. whiskey all the time. She smokes. She drinks whiskey. She's more like. I like to think of her as like a noir detective. You know, she's the 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 hard boiled. Sits behind the desk, waits for the the uh, femme fatale to come in the door, and that sort of thing. Um, that's sort of where I'm trying to take her now. Anyway, this has been very rambly. So yeah, main thing. She. I, I was really excited to play a character that was. A strong, middle-aged woman. Okay. I guess the only person left is Mary Sue. Um, so, as a player, I usually only play one of two things, because I feel most comfortable with them, and that's a face or mage. And Michael had already taken mage, so that left me as face. Um, 
And I am a huge fan of juxtaposition. And a sixth world, a dystopian world, is always portrayed as dark and gloomy and oppressive. And I thought how great it would be to have this little ray of sunshine and rainbows um, in the game. And I, that's how I ended up with Mary Sue. Which I love that you named her Mary Sue. I did that for you. I know. Mary Sue, with the last name is Japanese, because she's Japanese-American, uh, is Japanese for Snowflake. I literally named her Mary Sue Snowflake. <laughs> she's uh, a in honor. little thing, isn't she? She's just adorable, and I knew you'd love her. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did that for, uh, for the GM, because he loves Mary Sue's. Come so on, I made on. one. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she got her name. But the attitude was just simply because I just thought it would be wonderful opposition to everything else in this world. Um, This actually kind of fits in. One of the things that we did when we first started and when Chuck joined was I asked everybody for some short-term character goals, some long-term character goals, and a player goal. And... We've started going through some of that stuff. Boss wanted to get her family involved. Richard really wants to find Howard, and he's coming. Um, Mary Sue wanted her character's life to be made miserable. Mm-hmm. And man, has it been a lot of fun making her life miserable. Um, I don't remember what the other ones were. But I'm going to be bugging you guys for updated ones of those now that we're uh, a little bit more down the line here. But Yeah, it's probably time. Yeah, it's probably time for that. Um, let me just find, uh, boss wanted to talk to her lawyer, do some mentor spirit stuff, uh, try and convince the group to leave Seattle. Her long-term stuff was trying to reach some kind of closure with her family. We'll see about that. Uh, try to figure out something about her Arctic research stuff that she was involved in. And we'll get back into that. Um, and as a player, Boss wanted to get into some of the survival skills and tracking and stuff. I have ideas for that. Um, Michael wanted to find out about his family and find out some of the truth. And that uh, we'll find out about. A long-term goal was something, uh, learning more spells, family ties, contacting learning from other mages. Um, his personal goal was to develop Michael to see where things go and find out just what happens. Mary Sue needs to learn the world isn't rainbows and unicorns. Gain the respect of others. Um, long-term goal is that Mary Sue wants to become a fixer and wants Ooh. to ruin Morgana and take over her client list. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's cute. Uh, I'll get there. Your player goal is you know Mary Sue will never get her life back to what she planned and you want her to begin to realize that and either get with the program or end up dead in the shadows. And we'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll skip Valerie. Um, find Howard. Expand to get some more drones. You've got a couple of more. Um, you wanted to kind of come to, to peace with Valerie over some of the handicap jokes you've made. And now that she's a vampire and stuff, but sadly that's going to go. Um, become less of an asshole. This one has wow. long-term goals. We'll see about that. Wants to set up a base. Um, kit, kit with them all. <laughs> um, and then as a player, you want to expand while not bumping into Boz's territory, um, which is interesting. We'll, we've talked a little bit about some of that stuff, like you can fly a plane and that kind of thing. Um, and you also asked, Vamps, do you have a desire to RP as a racist old Southern woman? And, well, <laughs> everybody loves Mama. <laughs> Um, Wee. Chuck wants to get better at sorting so he can be useful in physical combat. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, he wants to impress Mary Sue. Uh, long term, he wants to go back and get his master's. Mm. <laughs> uh, he wants to break up Mary Sue and Valentine. Wow. <laughs> Real nice guy we got here. Um. He wants to save Mary Sue from a life of crime and get revenge on those who wrecked his body as long-term goals. I have ideas for how he's going to come back. Don't worry. Uh, player goals. He has got to get his sin burn in life completely wrecked. Yeah. So that and his asthma's obviously got to come up at some bad time. 
but it's one of those things that like uh like the runs we talked about earlier, we have to I have this list of things that the players want to do and that they're they want their characters to experience and that kind of stuff, and I draw from that to give me inspiration for different runs that we will go on, that kind of thing. Um after I looked at that list, I uh, realized I still need to do the lawyer thing, which actually I'm, I think I'm going to do probably in the next couple of sessions. You could. You could, as a person who no longer exists, just write him off and never contact him again because um, – She could, but I, there's a reason why she would want to talk to him specifically. So Yeah, and that's fine. Um, and then they come back to Chuck's wife's question. Bam, so have you ever done anything like – let me give that a run over again. Have you ever done anything to this scale before, and do you have an end in mind? Or are you going to leave it to the PC's cast? Have you ever been involved with something like this before? Uh, I'll put the question to you guys first, because I will talk for a while on this. Uh, have you guys ever been involved with something like this before? I've never been in a podcast. No, not in a podcast or anything like that. No. No, I have not. Um, I was very resistant to it. <laughs> this is your fault. You twisted my arm. I know, and because you guilted me, I'm in it. I almost said no when no. we started. My. Um, it was, it was, it's, it struck me as a very stressful thing to get involved in. Um, and I almost said no, and the only reason I didn't is because I, I said to myself, you know, you can't keep saying no to everything. So I just was like, run with it, and if it turns into a giant mess, then you can just quit early or whatever. But no, it has worked out pretty well. Man. Yeah, I was actually surprised when uh Vamps actually reached out and said, Hey, I'm about to do a thing, you want in? I was like, uh yeah, sure. I'll be happy to I mean I get to sit down and game with people that I enjoy gaming with on a regular basis. Yeah, let's do this. Go ahead. It's also why I said nothing to nobody for like six months until we were ready to release in case everything fell apart at the last moment. Mm-hmm. So well, what about you, Bams? Do you think you would change going back to from the beginning, in terms of, I don't know, whatever, this is your first podcast. Anybody you would cut? Yeah, anybody. <laughs> well, there's this one asshole. Uh, we'll hold on to that question for a second, Richard. God, I'm sorry, damn geez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have done actual play stuff before. One of the things I did on the subreddit was a Games for GMs, because I offer a lot of advice and suggestions to a lot of different people at a lot of different times. But people ask questions like, hey, what do I do in this situation? And then I give advice, and that advice, while accurate for what was portrayed, they didn't portray all of the information. So it's like, oh, but I have this other thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, that changes things drastically. It would have been nice to know that to begin with. So what I did was I decided on a couple of my weekends. This is when I was working at the school, I think. So I had, like, every weekend off. Um, I would put up a post on the subreddit. And I would get a bunch of other people together that are GMs and looking to improve. Games for GMs, it's on my YouTube channel. And we would sit down for about six hours and we would play a game together that I would run as a one-shot with the idea that we would start off playing for about an hour, hour and a half, take a break, come back, ask questions from like an interviewist perspective to me, to the other people, to, to whoever. And really break it down and digest it and then just play through each of the major aspects of a shadow run and talk about it as six GMs that are sitting down where everybody wants to improve their craft. And I did a couple of those games because they seem to go over pretty well, but that evolved into a thing that was, uh, that I called shadow walking with the idea that you got to walk before you can run. And it's, it's really very clever and I hate it where I opened up a table on roll 20 I'm like, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get a bunch of people together who want to get into Shadowrun. I will help you get into Shadowrun as a group. I will answer all of your questions. I will give you all of all of the information that I can with the idea that after a couple of weeks, one of you guys is going to switch seats with me, and you're going to run a game, and I'm going to play, and we're going to help you to develop your own style and make you more comfortable with the system. I did three of those groups. The second one is the one that I bet Michael in. Um, with the idea that after a little bit of time, you know, four months, six months, something like that, my personal hope was that I would leave the group and the group could continue to play without me and they would feel comfortable, or at the very least the people involved would go on to run their own groups and be comfortable in that aspect and that I could help them out in that situation. Um, 
So I did like three of those, and I guess they were moderately successful. Whether or not you call that as on the same scale as this, uh, this has been going, we've been playing for a year, released for six months, so the third group of the Shadow Walking stuff went for about six months, um, which is all on the YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the, the comments if I remember. Hopefully I will. Um, so that's kind of the thing. I was involved with the Runner Hub off Reddit for two or three years and that kind of stuff. So I've run a lot of Shadowrun and helped a lot of people get into it. Do I have an end in mind? I don't, but I have talked to everybody here and was like, at some point this story will end. Because, I don't know, let's say you're in a plane and you get shot down out of the air over the ocean, you all die. Well, fuck. You're all dead. The Sopranos ending. I'm sorry, you've all died. Because that's how it happened. But it'll never be a situation that you guys didn't see coming. You know, you'll be in the middle of a dogfight and stuff, and you can do things, or whatever. But it'll be through your actions in that situation that things come to an end. Or, for example, if you ever got into the situation where um, it made complete sense for you guys to sell out and become a corporate asset Shadowrunner team, you guys have come full circle. You started off as corp people, you've gone through the shadows, and you've come back to corp people. Unless there's something drastically overhanging, I feel like that makes a nice, neat ending for the story that we are telling. Hey, you've also mentioned that you don't want this game to go on so long that the characters become so powerful that it just becomes kind of rote and we're just you know being awesome all the time like that wouldn't that's not really really in theme for the game that's that's part of it um Um, and i agree with that i i don't i don't i don't want to get to that point either like this what makes this game and this this idea this podcast interesting to me is that our characters are flawed and they're figuring things out and as soon as that goes away i'm gonna like as, as soon as boz becomes a a a good shadow runner who's just really good at her job. I'm going to be ready to move on probably. The closest thing that I have in my mind right now for an idea for it and air quotes an ending is if when you guys are done with the people that ruined your lives, like I'm going to give you Howard and I'm going to let you know that Howard's going to have information that you can get a hold of to give you more details on the other people that were involved in the shadow run. What you guys do with that, that's on you. But that is a, a potential ending outside of a TPK ending that I could see happening. Uh, third part of that is, are you going to leave it to the PCs? Kinda. Um, if you guys all came to me and, th- and were like, I feel like their story is coming to an end, I, we would work on getting it figured out. I have other stories and other game systems kind of rolling around in my head that I'd be curious to finding out the answers to. Um, so we would probably move into one of those. You guys would obviously get first invite, and if you guys didn't weren't interested in that system story or setting or whatever, we could find other people. Not to, like, toss you guys away, but the player's enjoyment is just as important to keeping the story real. Like, if you guys weren't feeling the Shadowrun story, you're like, eh, then it would come through, and that's... Um, that's very important for telling a true and honest story. Uh, man, it got, it got sad there at the end, didn't it? <laughs> well, I, think that's I, mean, I, was, I was processing it. You know, I was processing that. You know. Every story is an ending. I just want to make sure it's a good one. It, that it's an appropriate one at the very least. Yeah. Um, Richard, you had a question that I told you I would answer after this, what it was. So, like, so, so there's like an NPC interaction that reveals something about Morgana that we didn't know, I think? No, nah, it was something, because I kind of remember what my answer was going to be. Um, uh, what would you change about the show, maybe? Yeah, that's what would you, Like going back, you know, second-guessing yourself and using a hindsight and all that. Um, this show has damaged friendships. There are people out there who are disappointed and upset that they didn't get the invite before you guys did. Have they considered sitting and spinning? That's what I would suggest that they do. Was that not sensitive? I'm sorry. I'm, that, I'm, was I'm a, puns. that was not sensitive. That was not sensitive? Well, shit. Um, <laughs> no. It breaks my heart. Uh, you know many of these people, Richard. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I feel bad because I can have a horrible memory. So I know I know them, but I can't separate them in my brain. And I feel bad. Having said that, I read a lot of the chat 
in the in the lurkiness there. Okay. And and it was like I really felt there was a lot of very off basis. It was like basically you kept something quiet because you were working on it and you wanted to make it good. And so, you know, if if, if I was going to go out there and make some kind of new thing, I wouldn't show it off every step of the way. You know, I'd be worried it sucked or I'd be worried I wasn't going to pull it off or even get it organized, especially when you involve multiple people. And the reaction was just like, I, I thought, outrageous. Like, they just were deeply hurt that you didn't tell them you were, you know, like, like if, I, if, I wrote, if I was going to write a story and I got a few chapters out before I told my best friend and he would like, like never talk to me again. Uh, it, it really felt weird. So hence, hence my lack of sensitivity. Well, you know, people, people have feelings and, you know, they have their reasons. And, uh, I guess that's sort of the, the crux of it. It's unfortunate that it had that effect. I feel bad about that. I don't know any of these people, but at least I can be sensitive about it. Well, it's, it's damaged. It hasn't ruined or killed. It's just damaged. Uh, there's, I mean, there's one I, could, uh, I think you could put yes, down as killed. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That one is fine. Yes. Um, I get it, but it's not like they weren't on the list. They were just lower on the list mm-hmm. for various mm-hmm. reasons. I was lucky enough that there was only one person that um, that turned to be down off of the my top five people that I asked. Um, and that was to begin with a issue of timing because they didn't know anything about Shadowrun. And between the invite and how long it would take for them to learn the system and stuff and when we were starting and um, some things that were going on in their life, the timing there just didn't work out. So, I kind of feel like I was in the right place. Go ahead, boss. I mean, I w- like I was surprised that you asked me. But I guess it kind of begs the question: like, why? Why? Since we're talking about a list of mm-hmm. people that you chose and where where people were on that list, like, why? Why did you pick the kids that you picked? Oh, it's not fair for me to just say nope, not answering that because we've been answering questions <laughs> all night. You don't have to. I mean, no, I have to. Validate us. So, <laughs> feed me. I picked Mary Sue because if she's going to force me into doing this, she's coming along. And that, that's really all it is to her on that end. Revenge. Yeah, it really was not about ability or skill. It was simply just spite. <laughs> you are very, very good, though. So, thank uh, you. There, there is some. Like we played a couple of little games together, and. There was uh, the chemistry or the however you want to put it of the interactions and the trust and that stuff is all very important. Um, but first and foremost, it was if you're going to make me do this, you're coming with me because I need my huckleberry. Aww. Yeah, Aww. gross. Um, Boz, I met while playing Blades in the Dark for the short while that I played. And we had, I don't even remember if we had a lot of interaction or chemistry there. It was like you and me were the only two who were kind of playing that game, is what it felt like. That's kind of what it felt like to me for the most part as well. But um, there was something in there that stuck. I don't know if that makes sense in a weird way. No, I mean, I guess it might have been timing. Like, if, if it had been a little longer between the end of that uh, session, you, you might have thought of somebody else. But, like, we, we had finished up that Blades in the Dark game, like, I, like not even, like, a month at, like, before you started this project, so really is that what it was? I, I, think I have so. a bad concept of time. Um, um, man, I will say so that good. it's. I need. <laughs> I need you. I need to hear what you think of the fact that I spent that entire Blades game doing some kind of Scottish Irish accent that I that I miss horribly. <laughs> well, here's your opportunity to do it for everybody else. I don't think I can just do it. It's been so long. It's been so long. Right. I would. I would. Lo- I would love to, but. I don't think it could. How about the fact that you played um, basically a, an old-timey chimney sweep using yeah. this picture whose name was Cricket and Mary yeah. Sue and her one little Blades yeah. in the Dark thing. That was so bizarre. Yeah. That is like the greatest story. Played wow. the exact, used the exact same picture. Picture. And the had the same, same name. And name. Yep. And name. Just I don't know how it happened. It's almost like it's magical to me. Well, cricket we is never one of the met. names that they suggest is just had, like a. It is, <laughs> but the thing is, like I, I didn't get it from the book though. I, I I've used that name for Shadowrun character before, mm. actually. Um, I never used it before. I've she always liked like cricket. 
the picture she looked like a cricket. She was cricket. I, yeah, they the the name and the picture go together really well in my mind mm-hmm. too. But it's just bizarre that we both went onto the internet and found a picture and put this exact same name to it. We played slightly different characters. It would have been hilarious if we were playing the same playbook, but not, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't quite that bad. Um Michael, we played in the Shadow Walking group 2 and the one instance that stands out to me 110% from that entire, well, the one with you, I should say. Uh, cause Liam did a really awesome thing when you guys went to Egypt. Like everything he did there was great. Um, you guys were sent in to extract this Nartaki stylist from an Evo fashion show. <laughs> and it was her. I think it was the, the Fox shifter and somebody else. And you guys were down at the pool and you being the giant meathead troll that you were, were talking to the extraction target while the face and somebody else was trying to separate the other two women from her so that you guys could kidnap her. And you just went for it and not in the like caveman club over the head kind of way, but in the like, I'm a teller that, we are here to kidnap her. And you convinced her into walking out with you willingly. I'll admit it was more of a run out, but yes. <laughs> um, Richard, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> we needed comic relief. It's not even specific. Yeah. But um, every time I played with you on the hub was a good experience. And some of the roleplay stuff uh, that we really got into the one time was with um, I was playing my my lion shifter. It's a mountain lion. It was great, and we had some awesome <sighs> interactions there. <laughs> we did. It was, see, I think that was the only time where I would like RC or uh, the cotton was a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, when she revealed the fact that she was a shifter to you guys, you were like, "Can you be sneaky?" And she was like, yeah. And you're like, show me. And you turn around. So it's like, okay. And then she levitated herself and floated over behind him and like tapped him on the shoulder. And he turns around to seeing this floating mountain lion just sitting there. And he, you're just like, all right. You got me. Yep. <laughs> but that, 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 that happened a lot in that game because there's things I didn't know. Like I didn't know all the lore. It's so it like, oh, hi, this player's a ghoul, so they're blind. Didn't know that. And so it was like, oh, yeah, I have to eat people. It's like, Okay. <laughs> Let me process this a bit. Um, I should read those books. You like you gave her a white cowboy hat, which was hilarious because then she's like, "Is, is he trying to mate with me? Because he's giving me gifts." Yeah. That. that <laughs> yep. Wow. Um. A select few got got cotton uh, gifted cowboy hats. Uh. So. It was like all of that stuff. Uh, I also remember uh, I had you when I was GMing. You guys were breaking into a place to plant a uh, data recording device on a thing, but you guys weren't allowed to like murder everybody because in a week you were supposed to go back and get the thing out with all of the data that it had recorded. And you broke off some Fargo quote on some dude. I was just like, damn! Oh, yeah. Here <laughs> <laughs> there be dragons. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that was great. So I was like, all right, that's, that's that. Um, that's one failed out. RC has no melee ability. <laughs> or Cotton, sorry. Cotton had no, like, yeah, Cotton had every skill in the game except, like, the ability to punch. Blades, melee, and, uh, and clubs or whatever. Yeah. Um, he did also have a subma plane, which was great. Yes. Um. Subma plane. There you go. Valerie came like- with Mary Sue. I feel like we should skip Chuck, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Sorry, Chuck. It came down to a D5, so... Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do remember you uh, texted me about this. Like, I, I left the hub, and, you know, life happened. I got married. I was in a relationship. And so I got back. I'd, I'd go on the Shadow Run subreddit and just read shit. And all of a sudden, Lark, I, like, shot you a message, like, you know, to see if you still actually remember who the hell I was or whatever. You know, like some joke. I think that's when you t- like somewhere around there you sent me a private message. I can't remember if that's what it was though, because I, I had been out of the game for a while. I 
I think when I was starting to put it together, I had seen that you were active. I think I sent you a message of, hey, just to like see what's up, see how you've been, and then I have this crazy idea. Indeed. It's a cool experience. I've, I've met, all you guys are like on a different level because I'm from the hub where we just got together and did the job and RP happened, but it wasn't anywhere near this. And so it's like, oh, everybody's like, I'm playing a middle-aged, broken woman with the kids. It's like, I'm playing a... <laughs> I have a troll with a heart of gold. He was actually a complete nerd, and he lost his family. It's like I'm a jackass old white guy who likes electronics, <laughs> and you know, I, yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so, so hopefully, hopefully, it's worked out pretty well to our listeners. They seem to like us. I see they're, they're still watching. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, I guess that's all the questions. So, oh wait, I have I have an ending question. Uh-oh. A good one to end on. So who's your favorite? Who's my favorite? Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say NPCs, <laughs> or has it got to be a PC? <laughs> I think NPCs was already one of them, wasn't it? It's, it's a joke. I wasn't really yeah. expecting an answer on that one. Um, We're like babies. Yeah. Choose yeah, choose your favorite, favorite child. Yeah. Um, hmm, this, this is tough, because everybody has different reasons. Um, I'm sorry, Chuck and Michael, you drop in the rankings because you guys have just not been around as much. Um, <laughs> You're I'm worried about it. <laughs> fair, fair, okay. At least I had the decency to warn you. <laughs> uh, um, I kind of, so this is also not fair because I have things in my brain that are going to happen semi soon that I really want to see the answers to to it. Because that's kind of why we play. We play to find out what happens, right? I have these questions that I want to ask and then find out what happens. Sadly, most of them are around Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah. Just because we've talked a couple of times, um, kind of like she wants Mary Sue's life to be miserable and terrible. I'm like, awesome. That lets me do all kinds of things to her, and I don't have to feel bad about it. Um, so there's that, and um, it just kind of generates ideas. She mentioned that she wants to pick up some negative qualities because she spent all of her karma on buying off the ones that she had. So some some story-appropriate negative qualities will be coming her way in the near future, but uh, we won't get into the details of that. Um Thought you had another question, or was that it? Who me? No, that was it. That was the question. It was supposed to be a joke where you go, eh, and then we leave. <laughs> um, anybody have anything else? Let me check the Twitch chat. Um, Two Jack said, "Sometimes you have to accept that no matter how good a friend you are, luck or fate wasn't with you at that time. Somebody else gets to be in the limelight." And Joe said, "And sometimes it comes down to a simple issue of mic quality or network stability, which is true." So background noise. Some of that stuff did factor in, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that because it's not fair. Just like I'm not gonna get into why I chose Chuck because that's not fair. The rest of you assholes, though. <laughs> um, this is gonna totally affect my the way I RP some stuff in the future. Not in a many game way, but just it, it's brought to light some things I probably should have seen. Maybe what's that in specific? I I, I really don't think I mean like you know like. Boz is, is a very closed-off character who's been played very well, but it's still it's it's hard to penetrate. And I, I don't think I, as a player, especially as the character, understood exactly how bad it is. Because someone who's just quiet may just be quiet, but like Boz is, in, you know, like Boz needs a hug, like for reals. She's doing okay. She's, <laughs> She's doing okay. There's not. This is not like, good. Nobody who's doing okay <laughs> says I escaped my depressing life by shadow running and drinking. Said no one with a healthy outlook ever. <laughs> <laughs> I worry that because I we've like this has come up a few times, and I worry that like like part of the part of what makes her interesting is the fact that it's kind of going on, and I worry that everyone's going to like step in and like be like, "We gotta save Boz." But the thing is, she's hiding it in character. She's hiding it pretty well. She lets it slip here and there. Like she showed up at Val's place, kind of, kind of like half in the bag and there was you know a time where she had like she was sitting in a meet with like a, a flask or whatever and uh but she's always sober whenever she's with the other with the rest of the group unless they're like pointedly all like sitting down to have a drink together she's always sober so 
like that side of her life is kind of she she compartmentalizes quite a lot. So I worry that like all like the chatter that we have about Boz's problems is going to like unduly impact how the other characters treat her. Um, Cause that's something that kind of needs to come out, I think. Um, so I'd rather like, I, I would rather arrange for that to come out. Like, like arrange a situation where it's like, Oh, there's a problem rather than just have someone step in and be like, do you have a problem, Boz? We're going to, we're going to solve it for you. Intervention time. Because yeah, ice, ice baby, you got you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think it has been significant enough in the in the interactions she's had with other members of the team for it to like present as a problem. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. I hear you. RC has tried to kind of get Bob to buck up because RC is usually. A, I mean, he's, he's you know RC is generally a more positive person. I mean, he talks a lot of shit, but he's fairly happy with life. I feel you know, like Boz like, tries to see Boz to buck up. Well, she's not. She, I mean, they joke around. She jokes around with Arcee. They, so they'll, they'll sit in the sit in the van and like, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. I don't think it's. I don't think she's super grim with him. She's just not. She's not a ray of sunshine. <laughs> um, one of the things that's interesting is I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I thought X was the main character," and. I feel like we've done an okay job of that so far, spreading it around. Um, like, Wallace so. was kind of the main character when you guys were in Detroit, because there was some family stuff. Chuck's kind of the main character right now in the releases, because he's new. Michael... <laughs> That's it, It's funny that you say that, because he's, he's, like, frequently... Until, like, recently, it's not been made many of our scenes. <laughs> um... He does drop off a little bit between now and when he actually comes back into it a little bit, because stuff. Yeah. Um, Joe said Scrapper is the main character he thought. We haven't talked to Scrapper in a long time. We need to correct that. <laughs> um, so I think we've done a pretty okay job of spreading that around a little bit. But Yeah, I think as a, and you're, when you're GMing for a game that's for con- consumption, I think one of, the, one of the big jobs is like deciding where the spotlight needs to be at any given time and sort of, I think you've done a good job with that. You guys have done a good job following up on it. Like you were talking about, you wanted to do this stuff with your family and it's like, boom, here we go. We're going to Detroit and you leaned into it. I really wanted you to do more with that. I really did. We can talk and I can find out other ways to make bosses like miserable with that. <laughs> well, I'm going to give, I'll be giving you kind of a, uh, uh, an inroad there. I think cool. in the next couple sessions. So we'll talk about it. Awesome. Um, does anybody have anything else before I get into some small announcements? No, not for me. First announcement in the um, in the show notes, wherever I end up putting this, if it's just the podcast feed or that kind of stuff, I'm going to put a link to our Discord channel for anybody who wants to come hang out. Recently, Two Jacks came on to the Discord channel, and it's been awesome with his energy and stuff as he's going through the different episodes, just kind of binge listening and watching and listening to his excitement as he gets through it has just been... Well, I said it and earlier... It warms my cold black heart. It's energizing. It for is. Me. So, uh, anybody who's out there listening, just come hang out. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff that's not important. Um, the second thing, and this is going to be a thing that'll start off on Patreon, is we are going to do a Halloween game that Mary Sue is going to run in Call of Cthulhu. It's just going to be a one or two shot episode depending upon how quickly it takes for her to kill us all. But that'll be a thing. That'll be recorded. I'm not going to stop our Shadowrun recordings, so I'm going to kill myself editing all of this stuff. But I will put that up on the Patreon. I may, depending upon how long it ends up being, release the first episode as like a little teaser of like, hey, here you go. This is what's kind of going on. Um, so that'll be cool. I hope. I've never played Call of Cthulhu before. It'll be fine. You're going to do fine. I'm still like struggling with character stuff, but I'm looking forward to it a lot. I'm looking forward to leaning hard into a terrible trope and getting killed because of it. <laughs> but so I meant to. I meant to ask actually. Um, everyone in the in the in the general chat is in Patreon, right? That's how it works. Or did you open it um, up everybody? 
there are a couple of people on there that are sort of friends of the show that are because okay. uh, yeah, you said I should send you a link for that uh, little short story thing. Yeah, so you can put it. In yeah, Patreon. you can just drop can it just, in like, general. Just dump it into general chat. Yeah, do that. Send it to me still, and I'll. I guess I can get it out of general, and um, I'll stick it on the the episode notes for people. Done and done. Joe says, "Just remember, Call of Cthulhu. You spend most of your time looking for stuff that you don't want to find, and then run away." Mm-hmm. So. Sounds like a good summarization. Sounds like me on OK Cupid. <laughs> Pre marriage, by the way. Right. <laughs> Get it out there. Uh huh. Not going down like that. Nope. I mean, she doesn't listen to this anyway. Okay, I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> um. So yeah, no. If there's nothing else you guys got you want to talk about, um, I'm good. Awesome. I want to thank everybody that came and hang out on Twitch because you guys are great. I was not expecting to get up to like 15 slash 20 uh, viewers at any time. That was crazy, especially because I was just like, "Hey, you know, come come hang out and check this out." Because if I'm going to record it, I might as well stream it because I'm not like I'm going to edit this. It's not too heavily. Um, you guys are great. The response has been amazing. Um, tell your friends. Like, share, subscribe. I hate doing it. <laughs> um, I look forward to in six months or whatever it is that we set up for the next one, maybe when I kill all of you and we have to talk about a new game or something along those lines. Uh, in the dark. Yo, no joke. If Blades was more popular, this would have been a Blades actual play, not Shadowrun. <laughs> I love Blades. Oh, it's so good. It's getting there too. Like it seems like it seems to be a lot of traction there. So it is, and it's super easy to hack with all kinds of things. I've got like oh yeah seven percent of a feudal Japan samurai hack in my head. Um, I actually bought one of them. I bought the one that's uh, scum and villainy. The awesome. one. you could totally run that for us then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna run. No, I like it's too much. Like I really admire people who can run uh, blades. I think it's like. It's just really like off the cuff. You have to be really imaginative, spontaneous. It's, it's have, hard. I've tried. I have complete tried. faith in you. <laughs> maybe, maybe that could be a future thing. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. So, all right. You guys want to say thank yous and goodbyes? Go around the horn. Thank you so much, guys. All the Patreons, everyone who listens. Honestly, I think it's it's super awesome. I'm really happy that this has taken off. I wasn't sure where this was going to go when we started. Um, part of me thought, you know, no one was going to listen, but the support has been great. So thank you so much. Uh, thanks for everyone here and listening and whatnot. And thanks to my parents and wife for listening to me. Um, I'm really bad. <laughs> thank with you, words, Chuck's so parents right and wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and probably my, my brother-in-law might listen to this if it's uploaded, so him as well. Screw you, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, two other players from my group. So, yeah. You guys are cool. <laughs> uh, no, thank you to everybody that listens, um, that puts up with RC's bad jokes, and um, it's really fun to be in this podcast and to hang out with everybody else every week, every other week. I'm having a great time and I'm, I hope everybody else has a great time listening. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot to everybody who does listen and takes the time out of their day to hit that download button or leave a comment or do whatever you end up doing that you've been following along with us. It does mean a lot to us. It's one of the reasons why we keep doing this, have some fun and provide entertainment for other people. You've already been thanked by five people. I hope I'm not. The, if, if 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 I make or break it, I don't know what to tell you. But thanks Shit. for being here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for Damn, listening we to us, everybody. Yeah, that six guy, five for six. Hashtag unsubscribe. You know, like that. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for listening to it. That's really cool. I've had a great time. This is um, been a really cool experience for someone who never had a lot of opportunity to role play until like the past two or three years. Everybody here is awesome. Uh, you know, uh, I hope it comes across as fun as it is making it. So, again, thanks. Deuces. So, yeah, um, thanks, guys, for everything, especially for putting up with the fact that I never pushed the fucking record button. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs>
Uh, the good news. Thank is- God, it never happened. Twitch <laughs> <laughs> wow. automatically records it, doesn't it? Twitch oh, does automatically record it. Bye. You didn't record. You didn't hit record. You yelled at me for interrupting you on hitting the record thing, and you I never hit record. I never hit the record button. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I included half hilarious. an hour ago that Craig wasn't started. So. Oh, I just I w- thought you might have been doing it differently. I wasn't going to do it with Craig. I was doing it with OBS, but I hit the start streaming oh. button, and then we started talking and just started getting into it, and then I was totally going to hit the start recording button separately so that I had the recording separate from the, the stream, but I never did. Cause... Do you want us to start asking you if you're recording? No, because we don't. we never <laughs> stream it, so... This was just a, a streaming thing. Alright, well, at least, at least it's saved on Twitch. So. Yeah, it's on Twitch. I'm going to export it to YouTube like immediately after I stop. So, um, That's fine. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, I should have just not told you so that you would... You shouldn't have, because now yeah. we're going to judge you. Harshly. We're going to give you shit for the next... Uh, forever. Forever? Really? Remember Until, that time that you didn't record an entire episode? Right after is, you... Uh, right after you shot that copy. This is your... You, Yes, I was gonna say this is your moment. This is what this is the copy shot in the back, Bams. Yeah, something like that. Well, does it matter? If Twitch records it, it's recorded. It does, it does, matter, it does matter. No, because he yelled at me because I interrupted him announcing the whole record <laughs> thing, and he never hit record. Oh, spe- that reminds me. I want to give a special shout out. I want to give a special shout out. Thanks to oh. Craig. He's a great guy. He's in every single one of our streams. He's creepy. Never interrupts us at all. He's, uh, he's just, yes, he just does. nice as a guys. I need to update my favorite NPC. It's definitely great. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Right. He's so creepy. No recording. So, Mary Sue, you do realize that he can spin this to the point of the whole reason he didn't hit the record button is because you interrupted him. It's true. Oh, he'll spin it to however it makes him look best. <laughs> I know that. I know who uh, I'm talking things, to. Things are getting salty in here right at the no, end. No, I'm not salty. Right at the end. No. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's what 9 o'clock. Say? It's no. the saltine hour. No. I'm t- <laughs> it's the saltine hour. I like that. <laughs> she has to go to the cabinet, get out some crackers. It's that time. <laughs> are, you, are you saying salting or saltine? Because I like saltine. saltine. You can have saltine. Salt- that's beautiful. We'll retcon that to saltine hour. Okay. I'm definitely going to use that in the future, and I will credit you. Credit <laughs> Thank you. you. Uh, so with that bombshell out there, <laughs> um, thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome, and the reason we continue to do this. So you're great. You're a shining star. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>